0: We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy.
1: On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice.
0: Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us.
1: Fuel your passion for pharmacy.
0: One conversation at a time.
1: <laughs> so Eileen Jordan, you are the implementation specialist for Theragy. I'm Marsha Bivens, director of marketing for Pioneer. And to my left is the wonderful Jeff Key.
2: Hello, Jeff.
1: So, okay, before you jump into all the business, 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 hard business questions.
0: How did you know about us? Not about... I,
1: I know about you. I know enough about you. Oh. Um, so talk to us about you. Like, how did, where did you get started?
0: Oh
2: long time ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a registered nurse. Um, okay. Came out of school in 1975. Huh?
1: <laughs> I like how she like blurred the words like it was a cuss word. <laughs> yes. I want to hear
0: the 70s. What part of the country were you at in the 70s coming out of college? Oh, Pittsburgh. I'm a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Are Big, you yeah. originally
1: from Pittsburgh?
2: Yeah, I'm actually from the Pittsburgh area in a little town called Aliquippa, big for football. Mike Ditka, Tony oh. Dorsett. Nice. You know.
0: Eileen, okay. were, you, were you discoing in the 70s? Of course. Of course. Was who time? wasn't
1: discoing in the 70s? <laughs> huh? Who wasn't discoing I, in the 70s? Who I wasn't? Was I
0: wasn't yet discoing in you the 70s. You were a child. Oh. I know. Okay. I was. There was actually my aunt was discoing, and and I wanted her so bad to take me. Um, <gasps> and I was, I was too young. I just thought that would be the
1: No, we know the story. The corruption started early with this one.
0: So where did so just, just let let's just let's just slide away just for just a second. So where did it tell us about disco in the seventies? Ooh.
2: Oh wow. I could tell you what I wore. Bell bottoms, short top. I mean, How I used big to was have the to hair. Change.
1: Cause I feel like big I, hair was a big thing in the seventies. Well,
2: and you know, my hair is long, but it wasn't as tame back then. So it was just like a, wow. I never could really get the Afro look. Okay. So I had like the, the flat Afro look, but the bushy Tina Turner look, more so. a fro than oh, okay. an afro, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she had yeah, the Tina Turner going. That's that's here. It was past my shoulders. At so is this time, something so.
0: like every weekend? So the college scene, or is this something maybe occasionally?
1: Is this like, just like oh. a once a month?
0: Were you or a or like, disco queen? That's like what we're asking, Like every Friday Eileen.
1: night you were on well, that floor. In
2: my, in my mind, I probably was one, but my dad was so strict. <laughs> I, maybe quarterly, I was a disco a queen. A quarterly disco queen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. That's right. Yeah, I
1: have Mama right. Mia played in my head now.
0: <laughs> All right. Donna,
1: Donna Dancing queen. All yes. right. Yes. Yes.
0: Moving, moving begrudgingly so, past the disco queen. Tell us what happened Back
2: next. to
1: nursing school.
2: So, um, anyway, came out of high school, uh, went to the local community college and actually came out as an LPN. Um, my father was a little, he, he was a little, he liked to keep his daughter home. Okay. So I, I wanted to go experience the world. So I got a job in the city of Pittsburgh and moved, which hurt his heart, um, Ended up uh, marrying a uh, childhood um, friend uh, who we had just kind of started dating and moved back home to Aliquippa and uh, raised a family at that time. So 10 years later, I go back to school. I get my RN back at the community college. Congratulations. Um, Thank you, thank you. And um, since then, like over the last... I guess 10 years, I, when I go back to school, nine. Nine years I've been in school straight. So I've gotten a bachelor's in business and MBA in administrative healthcare. Wow. And I am this close to finishing up my PhD in, um, executive leadership. Impressive. Wow. I know. Gosh, That's exciting. I, know. I, think I
1: have so much I could just learn from you. Now, were you uh,
0: did, what did your dad have a college degree?
2: No, my dad was born in 1920. Wow. He grew up in the Mm. South, um, came out of school at third grade because he had to work and help his family. Um, So it was really important for him, for us to go to college. Yep. Yeah. College meant community college to him. So Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, he's no longer alive, but he would be blown away. Yeah. He would be blown away with the PhD. What what a great story. Yeah. Yeah he was yeah. a smart man i think if he was just born in a different time yep. life would have been very different for him
0: yeah uh, what a success though what yes. what, what a deal yes. he pulled off absolutely to have. Yeah. Um, now do you have siblings
2: i have one brother
0: okay um he's still
2: back in the home territory he's actually in beaver falls which is where okay. one of the older football players is from joe namath wow if that name means anything and, and what
0: does your brother do today <laughs>
2: He actually's retired because okay. we're reaching that all of us are reaching that retirement age. But mm-hmm. I don't have an expiration date. I don't have plans on retiring.
1: She's, you got drive. That's what you have.
0: Yeah, it's the same way. I I know. Uh, <clears throat> I think about that as you get older. And you're like, what would I do besides yeah. drive? My I get too long of a weekend. I'm like nuts. So yeah, I got to be yeah. got to be doing. So I, I enjoy traveling. And, yep. and, but that's a doing, you know, I have to constrain myself from, from right. doing too much right. on travels. All right. So what are you doing now?
2: Well, I think working's okay. Just as long as you're doing what you love to do. Absolutely. Right. So, but I have three girls. Um, they Sounds expensive. They're, getting, they're getting old. Yeah. And they're still expensive. Um, they are, um, they're going to kill me for telling their ages, but my oldest is 43. Um, the middle is 41 and the baby's going to be 37.
0: Wow. Okay. And are they nearby?
2: Well, <laughs> we got a little bit of a strange story going on right now. Uh-oh. I've been building a house for over a year and a half, almost two years. So we sold our house and it mm. went on the market very quickly yep. in tw- oh, April, 2021. 20, and, uh, we bought a house like two weeks later and, um, They're just now starting to build it because of different delays. Mm. So I've been moving from child to child. So I I know. So they're really close. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) in the next room. (laughs) Well, I am I'm actually in my oldest daughter's office right now. So. (laughs) Nice. So, what she does, she works for a payroll um, software company. Okay. She's been with them for about 15 years, one of the major players out there. Mm-hmm. Um, my middle daughter, I think, has the most interesting job. Uh-oh. She is the traveling massage therapist for a professional NBA basketball team.
1: Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay.
2: Yeah. Huh. yeah. Yeah. I tease her all the time that because, you know, they they always fly on their own airplane. Yep. Yeah. So I tease her all the time, You're never gonna wanna go back to the we people. You know, we, we no, fly okay. home.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: And if it's special, I may be able to fly fly first class. But mm-hmm. you know, she walks onto the plane, she gets on her phone, she gets her meal.
0: Yeah. She's spoiled.
1: Oh, my word. I was I would say so, yeah.
0: My word. Yeah. Did you say yeah. my word?
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm I'm of the I grew up on Shirley Temple, so
0: my word. That's <laughs> oh awesome. My word. So grandkids?
2: Well, I got one more daughter. Oh, okay. She'll be real upset if yes, I don't mention no, that. You <laughs> know how those You know how those youngest ones yep. are. They yes, feel you like you can't forget left the youngest. So she actually, the one who works probably uh, the closest in uh, medical, she is a, um, oh, God, a nuclear technician. So she's huh? the one who injects you with all the nuclear stuff
1: what when you go to radiology. Yep. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, also it could be radiology. It could be just um, mm. diagnostic.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: All right. Yep. Now, grandkids.
2: I have, uh, I have one biological grandchild. Okay. Um, his name is Remington. He's six years old. I would call him. He reads everything. 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 Like if I'm sitting and working on my computer he will start reading my, if I'm working on my dissertation, he'll start reading my dissertation, you know, women's barriers uh, in employment. So Nana, what's, in, what's barriers?
0: <laughs> all, how old is he?
1: Six. He's six, six. six. Okay. Nice. Um,
0: That's a fun, I, 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 I don't have a lot during the pooper sleeper eater age. Like when they get out of there and they well, really he's start at
1: six, he's done pooping, eating and sleeping. He's, He's reading.
0: I know. He's reading, and he's and, like, and, and he's like, he's like, Nana's like. like the dancing queen, right? Nana is everything, you know, that that's the age six is where you're like, I just, adults are amazing. They just know everything, and I'm just this super sponge learning, and mm-hmm. you actually get somebody who listens to you and wants to learn.
2: Well, <laughs> and he, Remington kind of puts that in reverse. Oh, he does? So he feels he needs to teach Nana things, oh, too, nice. so. And he'll go, say it with me, you know, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I graduated already from high school, from
0: school. I'm working on my PhD. just get I there.
2: I almost right.
1: have a PhD. Why am right. I repeating?
2: Right. Yeah. Here's a, here's a real funny story. So I always have a calendar at my desk mm-hmm. and you know, it was Hanukkah and he learned about Hanukkah in uh school. So he looks up my calendar and he go, well, what's that word? I'm like, it's Hanukkah. He goes, that's not spelled correctly because they had spelled it with a C on the calendar. Oh, wow. So I explained to him how, you know, there's different spellings and this is what Hanukkah is. He goes, yeah, Nana, I learned that in school. But what's Chanukah? I'm like, it's pronounced Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. And I went through this whole you right. know, explanation again. He goes to school the next day. And he tells his teacher, you're not teaching me properly. There's two different ways to spell Hanukkah. You should have taught me that.
0: Both of them. I, I should have been oh better my prepared. <laughs> how did you find did you Did teach, his teacher tell you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, needless to say, Remington's a little high maintenance, so he texts <laughs> uh, Remington's mom a lot. So that's how we found out about it. You need to teach him. You need to be teaching me the right way. You're not teaching me the right way.
1: Oh how funny. I like that
0: Remington's a little high maintenance.
1: It's, well, it's amazing because, you know, some people have the mentality that children are to be seen and not heard. Yeah. I don't agree with that. Not in our
2: generation. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, in because our generation. My
1: eyes were always open and I was like observing and listening and, and just taking in everything. Mm-hmm. And and I forgot that a little bit when I became a parent and like this is the funniest story about Cohen, my son. Um, he's he's about to be 14, but when he was three years old, he, handles, he, he handed me this um, doodle sketch, you know, the little Magna pens mm-hmm. that pulls the... And he goes, Mom, will you write my name? And I'm thinking, okay, he's three years old. He doesn't know how to spell his name, and I write love. And he goes... He erases it, hands it back to me, and he goes, No, mom, write my name. And so I wrote the dog's name. And he gets annoyed and he erases it again. And he hands it to my husband and goes, Dad, will you write my name and write it correctly? Whoa. And I'm like, and we're both looking at each other like, how does this three year old know Another how to word, use it? The word correctly. Correctly. <laughs> and he's using it correctly. Correctly. Yes. Yeah. And so that's when we figured out, okay. All cylinders are, are firing on this one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. but I mean it's just amazing how much they absorb and you don't know it yep. so yep he's probably gonna walk in quoting your dissertation next to the teacher <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I, I told my daughter you make sure if I'm not around when he's grown you make sure you tell him he was reading his nana's dissertation at six years old yeah
0: so. that's we way be telling our teacher do you know there's barriers? to women yeah to women's progression <laughs> in progression. the executive suite did, did you know that <laughs> is there an executive suite in this school
1: what, what kind of barriers are you hitting what kind of barriers do you have yeah yeah, yeah. you oh have
0: just what a lovely i can't Remington. i can't oh. wait for grandkids maybe they should have oh. that but i'm i'm looking forward to that one day so
1: yeah all right so so a little we've, practice we've, we've, spoiling
0: we've, your children but.
1: Yes, he, <laughs> he practices grandparenting on my children, and they are spoiled. And sometimes I'll get a call and go, it's been a day, and I want Cohen for dinner. And it's like, okay, yeah, sure, you can have him. And so he'll he'll pick up my kids, and him and Kelly will take my kids for dinner sometimes. And it's like, hey, Mark, where do you want to go for dinner? Because Jeff and Kelly have the kids. That's very cool. So, I
2: believe in extended family. Uh, family is yes.
0: when oh, you make yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Hawaiians yeah. have a word for that. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, uh, I, Ohana. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If, Which, yeah. Watch Lilo and Stitch. That's where I learned that.
0: Huh? Yeah. Look yeah. at Disney working for you.
1: Yes. Yeah. Guess
2: where Remington and his parents are at today.
0: Hawaii. What part? Disney. 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 Oh, nice. Okay. Is it a good time to be in Disney? What is it? February? January. January? No, it's yeah.
2: January. It's Probably slow. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Call, cold. Is it
0: cold? Yeah. I guess cold. it could be cold or warm. I'm going, uh my wife's birthday's on the fourteenth, and so Don't we're forget. going. We're going. Don't forget. Yeah, we're going to Disney for her birthday um, this nice. year. We uh, nice. we got married in December, and um, decided Disney World was the right place to go to for our honeymoon, mm-hmm. um, along with the other half of America. That's the time of year they actually shut the parks down because they're so full. But yeah, so. All right.
1: So we fast forward, we are out of college, we're out of college, although we're working on our dissertation. And so how did you, what, what, what was your path between college and therapy? So
2: my life was driven a lot by, I went through a nasty divorce when I went, I went from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia and I was actually, um, the head clinical director for a long-term care facility at the time. Okay, And, um, kind of went through a nasty divorce, decided to run away to Florida and um was faced with raising three girls by myself with like no financial or emotional support from the other partner okay um so i was I was very driven by my need, and I was always looking for better salary, better hours. And, you know, sometime I look back at my resume and look at all the experience I have, because there were times I worked two and three jobs. Wow. You know, if, if the kids needed and my kids did drum corps, they were constantly spending money in school. They did drum so if, corps? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All oh, three wow. of them yep. did drum corps. Nice. So, you know, those fees were like a couple of thousand dollars. Yep. And if yeah. it didn't fit in my budget. It was, Eileen, go get another job. Go get another Hmm. part-time job. Mm -hmm. So I did home care. I did infusion. uh, Stumbled across pharmacy, specialty pharmacy at that time because I never knew it existed. Worked in the hospital nights. uh, Did intensive care. Did CCU. I ended up being a rounding nurse for a major cardiology group in Orlando. Um, So I was very driven by my need to take care of my kids and provide for them. So, so, you know, you spend 15, 20 years doing that, you turn around, and then you don't have anything to drive you. It's like, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do?
1: What's next? Where do I want
2: to live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because everybody was out of school, out of college, you know, and I really had to have that conversation with myself about what do Eileen want? Because I have not asked that self, myself that question like in 25 years. So I um, decided to go back and go back to school. Yep. Um, I, I, they wanted me to retake A&P because it was so old from whenever I had it before anatomy and physiology. And I just didn't want to retake it. So at the time, I was a clinical advisor for a um, a, um, couple of hospitals in a major healthcare corporation. And I used to report directly to the chief financial officer. And he's like, so Eileen, do you have plans on going back to the bedside? Because by then I was away from the bedside. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm like, no, you know, I know there's other things I can do to help patients without actually laying hands on them. He's like, well, go get a business degree. So I got a business degree. Then I went on and got an MBA. And then I had a friend of mine who graduated from the program that I'm in now. And she's like, okay, Eileen, put your application in, go and get your PhD. And I'm like, what? So she said, I'm sending you your application, fill it out and send it in. So that's what I did
1: i love how you're like just so nonchalant like yeah i decided to go to school i did this and then i saw the next mountain i went i'm gonna do that and you're just mm-hmm. like i saw another checkbox and it's like cool i'm gonna do that check what's the next one i love yeah. how just you're like it was so easy
0: so so you're working on your phd now while working for thergy is that mm-hmm. right okay yes so tell us some about what what you what you do at, at Theragy
2: oh i love what i do first um I get to introduce clients um, to the Theragy platform, Theragy STM. Theragy STM is a clinical management program that helps specialty pharmacies not only uh, prove their outcomes for their patient care, but also improve their process in their pharmacy. Um, It is it, it provides a platform Uh, to help them report on what they do for the patients, how they counsel the patients, what goals they're covering with the patient, patient adherence with medication. Um, So my role in that after, of course, they sign on to uh, Theragy is to take them through that initial training, introducing them to the software, how the software works, Um, what information they need to um, populate to showcase the journey that their patient is going through in their pharmacy. So it's it's really exciting being able to help these um, facilities, these specialty pharmacies, not only um, prove that they're taking excellent care of their patients, but prove their patient outcomes, help them with their data, Proving uh, provide as providing that data for them to reach accreditation with either URAC or ACHC.
0: Right. So, so you're part of, part of that transformation, right? So you're going in yeah. there, transforming the way they're redoing their workflow. So,
1: so they come on to Theragy and you're like the initial onboarding. Correct. And Correct. training. So are, Correct. Do, have you, are you starting to create a, like a more of a training program? So that way it's like, hey, cool, I've got you started. And now here's your like continued training. Yeah. Is
0: that a, is that a, go ahead. Yeah. We're
2: always evaluating and structuring new ways to train. Um, Because, you know, sometimes businesses grow very, very quickly. And they do, and they
1: run their operations differently. Absolutely.
2: Correct. And another thing is turnover of staff. I may train, these initial staff persons and, you know, somebody hits the lotto or get a better offer on a job. And next thing you know, they're gone and they've taken that training with them. Right. So, you know, we do have a resource that we offer in their subscription where it has that exact training that I perform it is in this resource that they can utilize. And one of the things that me and my partner does, Deb, uh, Deb is also a nurse. Mm-hmm. And what's neat about Deb and I, we're, we're our, the implementation managers, just the two of us. And what's funny is we worked together years ago also. So oh, that's wow. really, really nice, you know, working with somebody who I really enjoyed their friendship back then. So
0: is she a dancing queen? <laughs>
2: I think she's a little bit younger than I, really okay? <laughs> but she may be. I tell you one thing: she's a Disney queen. She oh, is, is she Disney okay. all the way? Yep. Nice. So we're always looking at ways to have that sustainable approach to our training, and then be able to, as um, as these facilities bring in new employees, how do they train their new employees on our platform?
0: Do you, all right. So, so you're in, in the implementation. Mm-hmm. Do you also give input back into the product? So is there things that you're learning when you're helping these specialty pharmacies on board
1: that you learn um, about the way they run their business on how that could also help growth energy,
0: right? So you go, you go, get, do you get to give feedback back into what gets in programmed into the product?
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: the implementation team, Deb and I, and we do have a pharmacist we work with, uh, Abbott, but we are also part of the clinical team of uh, Thergy. and we get to um, talk to who I call the the, um, the the pharmacy developers and who are pharmacists, and they help mm-hmm. develop the content. Okay, uh, but we we're able to give them that upfront feedback of what we get from our clients, you know, what their needs are. And, and, you know, it's very difficult because needs can vary from client to client. Needs can vary from an infusion pharmacy to a pharmacy that specializes in HIV or oncology, you know, or bleeding disorders. You know, it's, it's, it varies across the market. So, our job at Theragy is to try to find that common platform mm-hmm. that they can utilize. And what's also wonderful about Theragy, they can also customize their environment to help them meet their needs. Or we try to really talk to them about what data they want to show on the back end. Kind of begin with the end in mind. Okay. You know, what, what do you want to report on Oh, okay, so if you want to report on those things, this is the type of
0: data you need to collect.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, okay. do you
0: what kind of trends do you see? I, I guess you've been doing this how long? Three years. Um, we're still
2: in January this month.
0: Yes. Three yes. years, nice. this month. So, yeah. what do you over the last three years? Do you see any any trends in specialty pharmacy? What what's going on in the specialty pharmacy world?
2: I think they're suffering. Uh, they're suffering from everything that everybody else is suffering from, especially post COVID mm-hmm. is a uh, change of staff that okay. that's yeah. staff, staff turnover is such a big thing across a lot it's of a different businesses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you one of the things is because when COVID hit a lot of people, my age, I guess came out of the job market and it really left a lot of positions And with those positions being numerous now, you can truly go to who's paying the most money. You know, it's become very, very competitive with the employers on, um, you know, trying to stay ahead of anybody else that may be offering the same exact thing. Interesting. So that's a challenge. That's a challenge.
0: Anything else? How's the reimbursements or Uh, are... Accreditation getting a lot harder, or any other kind of trends you're seeing?
2: Well, reimbursement. I've been on the business side of healthcare for probably the last 25 years, and reimbursement across the board in healthcare is getting to be a hot topic. Um, I even see that in my own and ins- personal insurance that I have. It's like you better follow the rules because if you don't follow the rules, uh, you stand not to get your claims paid. So if there is a protocol you need to follow before you have knee surgery, if there's a protocol you need to follow before you get to this specific drug, you better make sure you follow that protocol or those claims are not going to get paid. And, and that's been actually going on for quite some time. I just think it's there's been no type of real solution for it. Mm -hmm. Um, What I find as a solution is educating yourself on exactly what those benefits are, what the insurance companies want for reimbursement, even from your own personal standpoint. I know I've helped a lot of, um, I really need to open up like a nurse advocacy business because I've offered a lot of free advice to a lot of friends of mine on how to navigate through healthcare, And that's what it is. It's a navigation right. mm-hmm. and a lot of times you need help
0: navigating the system. It is the specialty boat sailed. If I was uh, can you get into specialty today? Could somebody new start off and, and, and start a new specialty business? We have a lot of people
2: who try yeah. <laughs> and I've seen some try and fail. Um, Try to get contracts with uh, pharmacy benefit managers. You know, everything is very contract driven uh, contracts with manufacturers. But, you know, one of the requirements for those contracts is you have to be URAC accredited. So you really do have to extend yourself to obtain that accreditation. Right. Before it gives you access to those other drugs that you need to have that accreditation for. So that that really hasn't changed in my years in specialty pharmacy. Um, I think there's more players uh, in in the field now Um, and they're starting to like whenever I first got into specialty pharmacy, my specialty pharmacy, we did a little bit of everything. And then, of course, I was actually working in a carve out where we did infusion Um, And we did IVIG, sub-QIG. We did hemophilia, you know, which is factor. um, And we basically took care of any patient that was on any type of infusion in the pharmacy um, because our regular flow didn't have the skill to deal with, you know, do the patient Mm -hmm. need a pump? What kind of supplies they need for that infusion? You know, it's just a little bit of a different area. Um, so there's more players on the field now getting back to that, that subject. And I think people are doing more carve outs, you know, Mm -hmm. we're only going to do bleeding disorders, right? We're only going to do oncology, you know, or we're only going to do HIV.
0: Yeah. Do you see, um, a lot of the new people that you are working with, you see those are health systems, um, opening up specialty pharmacies?
2: The majority of our clients are health systems. And, you know, it's um, funny because I've been on the other end of the table when I worked for a major uh, healthcare care corporation in the U.S. Um, you know, finding new uh, finding new areas of revenue has always been that challenge, you know, and they may have new programs that are coming out where, you know, they project they're going to make so much money. But after a while, you can only offer so many programs in the hospital. So then they start looking at other things. And one of the things that these health systems are looking at is opening up specialty pharmacies that are part of the health care, because what they saw was that, that money leaving out of their corporation and going to someone else. So let's figure out how to keep the money within our
1: doors. You've been with Ergy for three years. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've we get we get a little like spy notes. And so there's a couple of things I'm reading that I'm kind of curious about. Spy, spy notes. notes. Yes, <laughs> that's my word for the day. Um, you were a traveling nurse. So when did that take place? Oh. And what what all is in that? Like how where all do you get to go?
2: So um, remember when I uh, I was telling the story of just better hours, better salaries. Yep. There was one point in my life I I had moved into case management,
1: okay. and
2: needless, nurse case management. And needless to say, it was not paying me the money that I was making when I was assistant director of the ICU unit because mm-hmm. I was in trauma medicine at the time. But, you know, I, I kind of want to back out of chasing the fire truck. You know, yeah. I'm getting older. Um, I remember advice that a nurse told me years ago when I was working in Pittsburgh um, we were on the code team, and when they would call a code on head overhead, which means you know somebody's heart has stopped, and everybody from different parts of the hospital would come to that patient's room. Okay. So I was brand new nurse, you know, and so, yeah, I was so training the on the code. So blue is team. not a
1: thing; it was call a yeah. code.
2: Yep, call a code. Code okay. blue, whatever the hospital coded it. Okay. So we would run to the code. So my preceptor she would walk to the code. And the I turned around I and I looked at her. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, we got to hurry up and get there. She Eileen, we're going to get there. And she turned around and said to me, she said, if you stay in health care as long as I have, you will one day be walking to the code. And I was like, hmm, I don't think so, right? No, right.
1: that's someone's life that's like...
2: So here I am years later and I'm working in the ICU and I'm training my young nurses Mm -hmm. and I'm in charge of code team for them. So we had gone to a few different codes and here I am walking to the code
1: and it made me
2: remember that information because first one in the code, you usually get in there and you start doing the chest compression, right? It takes a whole entire team to make, to get through that whole event. Okay. So I found myself as the years went by, I no longer had the desire to be the first one at the code doing the chest compressions. Right. matter of fact, the yes, last yeah. time I, last time I did chest compressions, I tore my shoulder. So mm. I've, I haven't done chest compressions since mm. then. Um, you know, and then you kind of graduate to being the go-to being the person to go get stuff at the door because everybody's in the room. Oh, you need something. I'll go get it. Let me go get that. And then you gravitate to being the person who go talk to the family. And that's where I would end up at. And I really felt that with the, I I build rapport very easily with, with people, with patients, you know, with clients, I really felt that's where my niche was talking to Mm -hmm. the family. You know, getting them to understand what's going on, what's being done, Mm -hmm. helping to helping them navigate if they need to move to that decision of no code or to stop working Mm -hmm. on their loved one. So that's where I felt that's where my greatest skill was at and not in there doing Doing chest chest
0: compression. compression. So the big, um, big buzz today, especially the last month or two. Well, big buzz is AI. Chat GPTs. Yes. Right? Everything AI. Um, is there G thinking, talking. Is there any kind of AI role in specialty pharmacy or just obsessed. You guys with have been talking GPC. about that in the back. What are we gonna do with AI?
2: Well, you know, we have our platform and our platform it's a a um Uh, a web-based platform, right? Okay. So, you know, you don't have to load in a server or anything. It's web-based. You can access it from work. You can access it from home. Um, What I find in my role with engaging AI would be helping to set up something where our clients can support the virtual training that Deb and I are providing. People are going to always have questions and those questions are really those questions are 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 targeted towards their specific situations. I don't think AI can address that the way it needs to be addressed. Right. Specifically. Mm-hmm. You know, so Personally, I I see the need for AI because there has to be some sustainable way for us to continue to train, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes with new employees. But I think that initial onboarding, when it comes to our clients, I think they still have to have, to some degree, that upfront personal touch. Oh, absolutely. Even, Even if they start training in AI, even if they go to our resource site, Watch the simulations, you know, participate Mm -hmm. in the simulations, read the information. They're still going to have questions that that AI cannot answer.
1: So do you watch any medical shows and shake your head and go, that's not right? No,
2: I, I, I signed off medical shows years ago because.
1: Yeah, I feel like some people, some people in the medical, in the medical profession like you are, like, are you? is you'll watch it and you'll be like, yeah, that's not right. Or you just cut it off and like, yeah, I'm not watching. Or it's like,
0: that's my life. That's like my wife, who's an occupational therapist. She doesn't like watching medical shows because she's like, no, that's my life. You know, if I'm going to watch, if I'm going to watch something for entertainment, I'm not going to watch my life. Right.
1: Well, like my sister-in-law, she's an, she's a, um, uh, she's a nurse. She's a special kind of nurse. She's, uh, although she's, she's a midwife. So she okay. can, she can, nice. she can, she lived with us for about nine months while she was up here getting her midwife certification, mm-hmm. um, and had to deliver so many babies before graduation. Right. And she will, she watches Grey's Anatomy, but she does sit there and critique everything that the nurses do and the doctors do. And it's like, this is scripted. You know that and she goes, I know, but it's just funny to me.
0: Well, and it's probably, she's doing the same thing in the real life. Um, nursing oh, yeah. room. She's criticizing everything that's going on. So oh no, that, she absolutely did. My brother law, got yeah, into so.
1: my brother actually got into a, a nasty wreck, and I was in the room like, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to grab? And she's sitting there and she's criticizing these nurses, going, "You're not supposed. Oh, that was that's a no no. She's not supposed to do it that way." Yeah. And she was only like in her first two years of nursing, and mm-hmm. so like the rules were like engraved, and that's what mm-hmm. you. You know, you don't move into that.
0: So just because she's watching the TV and saying, don't do it that way, doesn't mean they don't do it that way. Oh, I, oh, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, she's critiquing, I guess, the order in which they do things. Right. That is not what it's it's not actually how it's supposed to be. It's It's all the stuff that's made up for dra- for like drama or to make that person right. look busy in the background.
2: Right. So let me tell you guys something that you can keep your eye out for. This Ooh, is please. this is, the little times I've watched. This really bothers me. So you'll have a patient, you know, the family comes in and they're like in a coma and they have a breathing tube they have down a tube their, throat, in their mouth right?
1: or yes. Yeah.
2: I want you to notice how the tube is sticking out this far and then the ventilator connects to it. Right. Right. That tube should be all the way down their throat. Right.
0: Oh, yeah, Right. And so the, the
1: connector connectors are right here, here right. not right. over here. So rather than
0: cutting here. it short to video it, they just left it the same size and just left it further out. So it wasn't actually down. Right. Right. right.
2: Cut it short. If you're going to fake it, at least make it look right. Right. So mm-hmm. just cut it short, put it in their mouth, and put the connector here and not have the breed, the endotracheal tube that's supposed to be down your throat having yep. hanging out the side of their mouth.
0: <laughs> so we have, um, our well, trade they sh-
1: sold it. Well,
0: yeah. Our trade show, uh, Thergy usually comes, um, uh, and, and I
1: think this year. already registered. Already registered. Year. Yeah.
0: So are you going to get to go? Are you going to yeah, go? Do we get to like, I would love, you love to meet you in person, person. and
1: shake your hand. i am actually like the line that your grandson read of the d- dissertation. I'm like, I want to read this. How can <laughs> I get my copy? <laughs>
2: And can your grandson come with
1: you? Let me
2: pass my dissertation defense first.
0: (laughs) Okay. So are you gonna get Um, to do you go to the trade shows? Are you gonna get to be there?
2: I have not had the privilege
0: to go. Who do Um, I have to call?
2: I did I did have the opportunity. Um there was one that was going on towards the like towards the end of last year, I think in the fall. And um I was offered to go, but I was on the, I had an, a, a very important personal appointment that I couldn't miss. Um, so I wasn't unable I was unable to go and one of our um, customer success managers went uh, instead. So I would love to go. so okay,
1: well, I'm gonna email and make a personal request that we get Elaine Jordan right Eileen <laughs> I was I don't know Eileen Jordan, I'm so sorry. Well wait, 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 let me tell you the way I used to tell my patients.
2: and when I say this, my maiden name used to be Lowe. Keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. So I, I would go low. in and my patients couldn't get my name right. I would say,
0: I-lean-
1: Lowe. Oh, Nice. I like Very that. Very
0: interesting. Well, well I horrible. hope you're there, right? Mine,
1: when people are like, wait, wait, wait I, I know your name. It's on the tip of my tongue. I go, think Brady Bunch. And they go, oh. Marsha, Marsha, Yes. Do you get that a lot? Yes, like to the point that uh, there were some years in, in school that I was like, I'm not doing this. And so I went by my middle name for the longest time. So
2: when I was dating, I used to get, you know, there's a song. Come on, Eileen." lean yes. Oh, my Lord. If if I was on the date and he sang that, I walked out.
0: You just walk. You're just <laughs> done.
2: It's not going to work. I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes well oh, i think
0: we're we're running yeah, out are. of time this is great
1: i'm um, i like i'm i'm like i really want to meet you in person yes i do too so I, I can, I can really see why they, to... they
0: they put you on the podcast because you're great
1: yes oh well, such I, a joy i appreciate
2: the invitation this nice. was such an honor to be able to talk to you guys i love pioneer dispensing it's one of my
0: greatest integrations that we do nice we love to hear that well, thank you for that and and just congratulations on your life
1: yeah, very accomplished. A, what a what a great
0: uh, example um, uh, for your kids. I, I and found for a your, new mentor. Your You're grandson. retired. I'm retired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've retired
0: me. <laughs>
1: I retired you. You
2: are my new mentor, Eileen. Well, he's family though, so he's that's still right. In a circle. That's, that doesn't Hannah. count.
0: Yeah. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we really look forward to uh, hopefully meeting you in person, person. one day. Yes, and thank you. Thank you so much. And. Have a good day. Thank you so much for the invitation.
2: You guys have a great day. All right.
1: Thanks, Bye-bye. Eileen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.